Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. The core four is back in the building, ready yes, for another draft. I am Ben Jammin, and I am joined by Matt. What's up? Dylan. Hello. Dustin. Yo. And today we are drafting the top baseball franchises of all time. Yes, sir. MLB. We're getting into Matt's <laughs> corner, his favorite sport. He's always wearing baseball gear. Hell yeah, I am. Got him on right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to draft the teams. I'm the team singular <laughs> that I'm wearing, but you know what it is. You know what it is. Before we get deep into this baseball-y draft, let's do a quick check-in. Dustin, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Got that vaccine. Hell yeah. What, what? Staying safe. Waiting for that day where we're all safe and back at it, and I can join Matt at the clear Number one pick of this draft. That's right. You're <laughs> Seattle Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I do miss them. I do want to go see them again, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I was listening to their president on KJR, and they were definitely like, the fans have been patient. Euphemism for the fans have been pissed and patient. Yes, you're right. But put together a winning team, and then they kept being like, one's coming. We promise you. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I've heard that before. Promises. Yeah, broken promises. Promises, promises. (laughs) Broken hearts. All right, Dillon, what about you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm getting my vaccine on Sunday. Me too, brother. Hey, yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm I'm super psyched about it. Um, I'm psyched that we've got a baseball draft. I'm just psyched that Matt gets to, like, show off his baseball knowledge. And (laughs) Matt, you're, like, one of the only people I know who still loves baseball you know so i i just like part of me loves this because my grandma loved it and i used to my grandma was blind so we'd sit and listen to baseball games together by the radio yeah and i didn't know what was going on i didn't care but i just liked spending time with her doing that and it's baseball i I also think is important i wish more people liked it i wish i liked it because it's like truly an american sport it's america's pastime yeah Uh, yeah i mean uh, it's great segue uh just talking about baseball, it's a very romantic game. It's not like it, I don't think they've done a good job of marketing it towards kids in the modern sense. But nevertheless, like baseball on, on the radio is probably like the best sport on the radio. Like baseball announcers are head and shoulders above any other announcers mm. in any single sport. It doesn't matter, and it, you might not agree with that. But I, it like a baseball announcer is like your grandfather sitting you down and telling you a story because they have to fill in. The gaps between action and football, it's boom, 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 boom. Hockey, it's boom, boom, boom. Basketball, it's boom, 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 boom. But baseball, there's lulls. So how mm. do you fill in the gaps in that, in when you incorporate storytelling? And baseball announcers are like the best storytellers. The Mariners had a phenomenal one. So I'm going to shout out my little time here to Dave Niehaus, the late great legend. My, oh, my. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He was like a grandfather sitting you down and just making you feel good. And oh my gosh, I I I love baseball so much, and I'm excited for this draft. And I'm excited to see some Mariner games in live live uh, live in person here shortly. Hopefully, we'll see. Nice. Mm-hmm. Baseball will always be America's pastime. Absolutely. Baseball, apple pie. Yeah, it'll yeah. make a comeback. I mean, how many of us? Like, I'm curious. Grew up playing baseball because I did. Like my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad never push sports on me. He didn't really watch sports, but we would go play catch with each other. You know, I was on like a uh, little league team. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, little league is like synonymous with like childhood and like playing catch is like, it's like a thing you do with your dad. You know, like my dad is not a baseball fan at all. Like he doesn't care for baseball, but 
that's what him and I did. You know, mm-hmm. it's part of your childhood for sure. It's got something for everybody. Yeah. You got that outfielder who's sitting in the field picking grass like, son, <laughs> get back in the game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, just like last little note here is just the understanding like going to baseball games is it's definitely a time commitment. I understand that. But it is like there's nothing better than it. Say it's like late July, early August. It's a warm summer night. You have a cold beer in your hand. You got some fries, maybe a burger or something like that. And you're just soaking in that field of green. The sounds, Dude. the smells, the sights. Yes. It's just like nothing hits better. Yes. Nothing hits better. Growing up in Missouri, you know, I mean, it gets pretty humid. So when it gets nighttime, it's nice, right? Like you're looking for that reprieve. And when the sun goes down over the stadium and it, and you see the arch and the sun glinting off the arch while you're sitting in Bush Stadium, downtown St. Louis, oof, it just brings back, like, it gives me goosebumps it to think different. about. It, it hits different. It does. It mm-hmm. seriously does. So, yeah, that's totally accurate. Couldn't have hyped up baseball. <laughs> <laughs> in any Make me way. the commissioner. I should be the commissioner, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> that was great. Great way to get going. So let's roll with it. Round one. All righty. Well, you know it's the easiest one pick. There, There is a McDonald's dilemma because Learners. people... Hold up. Stop. Yes. Stop. I want to redo that because yes. we need to tell them the draft order. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We have a draft order. As always, Matt is going first. Mm-hmm. Dylan will be going second. I will be going third. And Dustin has the wraparound. Let's Woo-woo. get into this. Round one. All right. So baseball fans are not baseball fans. You know there is a clear number one here. And part of the reason why it is a good number one is that regardless if you love it or hate it, it's it's like it goes hand in hand with the sport, and that's the New York Yankees. Um, those what? damn Yankees. I personally hate the Yankees, but nevertheless, I recognize their their legacy and their positionality in terms of the face of Major League Baseball. They are the most successful, most historic franchise in the entire game. The New York Yankees have been to 40 World Series. World Series has been around since late 1800s. So you're talking about the New York Yankees are basically take credit for being participants in somewhere between about a a quarter to about a third of all World Series ever. Bastards. They've won 27 (laughs) titles. Find me me another sports franchise that has won as much as they have. They've won 27 World Series titles. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yes, they've had an unfair competitive advantage, but also just the history of the New York Yankees. The logo was made by Tiffany & Co. in 1887. All right? Tiffany & Co. Like that Tiffany & Co. The New York Yankees logo, you could go anywhere in the world, and you're going to see that damn hat. All right? The interlocking N and Y. I hate those Yankees. But nevertheless, (laughs) I recognize their greatness. They've had probably the most historic players of all time. Uh, there's been a total of 61 members who have ties to the Yankees organization in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Arguably the most difficult Hall of Fame to actually get into is the Baseball Hall of Fame. And they have 61 people, whether it be front office members, players, coaches, announcers, you name it. I mean, they've got Babe Ruth, for God's sakes. It's it's the Bambino, right? He is baseball history. They've got Lou Gehrig. they got Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. Modern day, they got Derek Jeter. Um yeah, it's just it's New York Yankees. It's an easy number one pick. I hate them, but I recognize greatness. I'm Yankees. I feel like you can't yeah. get away from them because even when they're not winning, 
what is like the end of the season feeling? You're like, oh yeah, they didn't win. And all my energy's still going to them. I'm like, you <laughs> bastards, stop controlling my emotions like this. Like even when I was looking at the list and I was like, hey, hey, you didn't win. We've only won two World Series in the 2000s, mm-hmm. last 20 years. And I felt great about that. And then I was like, damn it, but I'm still occupying. All my mental energy is going to this damn team. They're the villains. They are the mm-hmm. villains. Like, And it's funny like thinking about them because they are definitely the front runner. You'll find that oftentimes people who f- call themselves Yankee fans are also like Dallas Cowboys fans. It's like, <laughs> hmm, how does yeah. that work? Hmm. Seriously. And the name recognition alone, yeah. I mean, that's a iconic name. Everyone knows it. If if someone in the world doesn't know baseball, they know the Yankees. And the, I mean, also the last couple of points on the Yankees, because um, when I am doing this draft, I'm factoring a couple different things. I'm thinking about history. I'm thinking about success. I'm thinking about iconography in terms of logos as well as uniforms and stadiums um yankee stadium the house that ruth built the old one i'm sad that they got rid of it they shouldn't have done that but it also makes sense that they did do it because they're a cash cow but yankee stadium historic old yankee stadium historic uh the uniforms the pinstripes the interlocking and why it's just it's iconic you have to recognize what it is again i don't like them but i also recognize that they are the face of baseball it is what it is so there you go first pick Good job, Matt. Nice. I like that twinge, that tinge of sadness in your voice. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, had to do it. Love it. Yeah, I respect <laughs> it. I mean, someone had to take it. Um, if I was in your position, I would not have. But because um, I, I think you're a better man than I. Am. I think, <laughs> like you, you, you have to recognize greatness. But at the same time, I feel like, and you know, we kind of discussed this before the pod. But like, just as many people probably hate the Yankees as love the Yankees. Oh, for sure. Um, but you know, again, they are an epic team they've been very successful i wonder is that success mostly due to money or like yes. luck too well the large part of why the yankees were successful for a very long time is that they had there were no necessarily governing rules about how much money you could spend and there still aren't really many any rules and we'll talk about that later but the, the yankees had a competitive advantage of they could go out and s- they could assign uh, anybody to be in their farm system so ultimately they had just had more money more resources to offer guys like DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and all of them. And that's just, met, they just had a competitive advantage for a very long time because of finances. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I'm up next and, you know, I'm going to grab this pick just because I don't want anyone else to take it. And like, oh, so go figure. I, I wonder I what he's going to say. I know. That none of you would have taken. Real no, predictable. It, real predictable. So the S tier pick is obviously Yankees, but following close up next to that is on pretty much. Almost every list I found, the St. Louis Cardinals. So they were... Homer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They've been a franchise since before 1903. Um, Number of years in the playoffs, 25. Usually you'll find the Cardinals in or near or around the playoffs. Number of years winning the World Series, 11. Number of Hall of Fame players, 14. And it it really goes beyond statistics, though, honestly. Um, They are... Uh, they're they're historically important because they kind of innovated that farming system that Matt mentioned. So for those who don't uh, know what farming is, it's basically, and Matt, please correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is it's when you're kind of like drafting players out of the minor league that like basically funnels players into your major league team, right? Yeah, so how the farm system works is that... um and baseball's actually kind of tweaked it over time. So they actually have a really great rule that I wish actually I think would do really well for the NBA as well, which is you have two options if you're coming out of high school. If you think you're good enough 
you can get drafted, and if you, uh, you can go immediately into the minor leagues. So, and there's various levels of minor leagues. There's like single A, double A, triple A, rookie leagues, and other things like that. And eventually, you'll work your way up. But the other track is saying if you get drafted out of high school, you don't have to sign with the team. You can go to college, but then you're not eligible to be drafted until your junior year of college. You have to have three years in college before you're draft eligible again. So the way teams traditionally have built rosters is that you draft guys from high school, from college, internationally, you name it, and then they all kind of acquire uh, and kind of accumulate in all the minor leagues, and they work their way up over a few seasons, and then they graduate to the major leagues. But success rate is very, very low. Sure. Yeah. Nice. So that's, yeah, that's the farming system. And the Cardinals, uh, Branch Ricky actually helped start the farming system um, and helped build the Cardinals dynasty of the 20s, 30s, and 40s, which eventually led to the Cardinals' best ever season of 1942. Um, so uh, that's just a little bit about the Cardinals. They're like, they've pretty much got the Midwestern, uh, you know, outside of like Chicago, obviously, but like the Midwestern, um, I don't know, viewership locked down in terms of baseball, epic baseball town. When you drive through St. Louis and surrounding areas, um, there's flags on people's porches, right? But it's not American flags you'll see all the time. It's a lot of time it's either a St. Louis flag or a Cardinals flag, which is super, I don't know, it's indicative of St. Louis as a baseball town. During baseball season, people are in the red and white regalia. Um, and I've already talked about Fred Bird on Fred Bird on the sports mascot draft, <laughs> uh, just kind of going all over town, being a part of the culture in St. Louis. So anyway, I had to draft them. Uh, that's that's my team. That's who I root for. And I will I'll pass it on. Yeah, I would say the the Cardinals have a, a, an incredible history in their own right. Again, when you're thinking about like iconic uniforms, the Cardinals, like the two birds on the bat, the script Cardinals. I mean, the interlocking STL cap. It is just classic, like beautiful. It's very, very well done. And then on top of that, you've had like several excellent Hall of Famers. I mean, Stan Musial, Bob Gibson, um, even Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, um, Ozzy Smith. You yes. go on and on and on. The Wizard of Oz, um, and they do have a pretty darn good winning tradition. When you think about like the National League teams that are consistently in it, the Cardinals. I feel like they they're more or less about to win a World Series every like half decade or so they're they're pretty close i mean i think they won in what 2011 so they're a little overdue but they're always in it man and ozzy smith what a legend having it, like restaurants around St. Yeah. yeah he would always go out and for those of you not knowing him he'd go out every day do a backflip right at shortstop yeah incredible athlete the only thing man oh, just baseball this makes me remember how fun baseball can be to watch though mark mcguire years were so cool oh, big mac yeah big, big they still mac. have that big mac land Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it, it just, it's such a like Debbie Downer that like, you know, the steroid kind of thing. It, it's a downer because it kind of taints that legacy a little I bit. I mean, I feel like those guys should be left into, let them in the Hall of Fame. Just acknowledge that that's a part of the game's history. The 90s, it was the late 80s and throughout the 90s. So it's just a steroid era. Everybody loved it too, right? Yes. I like seeing home runs. Who doesn't? That that Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race in nineteen ninety eight was electric. There's a great thirty on thirty for thirty on it. You should watch it. Super fun. All right, Ben, it's on to you. Excellent. I have the third pick, and I am torn between two. Dustin can probably read my note card and see what I have written down, but I'm not sold mm. on that pick. I think I might back out of it. I might go a different direction. 
Yeah, we're talking about the best franchises of all time. So I suppose I'm going to erase what I have. And for the third pick, I'm going to go with the East Coast rival mm-hmm. to the Yankees and mm-hmm. go with the Red Sox. Damn you. Pick. <laughs> well, here's what I, I thought. I shouldn't have stared so hard at your iPad. <laughs> well, here's what I thought. You're going to have the wraparound, and I knew I had a pretty good feeling of the two teams you'd take, and this was one of them. Take it while you can. And just yeah. thinking about, like, from a statistic standpoint, the Dodgers have been around longer than the Red Sox, and they have fewer World Series championships. And the Red Sox are playing on the East against the Yankees when the Dodgers are not. It's the so, most one of the most storied rivalries in all of sports, yes. Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah, they got fourteen pennants, twenty four playoff appearances, nine championships, forty three people in the Hall of Fame. Like Matt said, the hardest Hall of Fame to get into. Yep. They have know. years where they don't put anyone in. Did yeah. that happen this year? Uh well yeah, it, they nobody crossed over. So for those of you who are unaware of how the Hall of Fame voting works, it's First of all, it's really dumb that they put it in the hands of sports writers because it's like you never played the game. It should be voted on by former players, but that's just yeah. besides the point. <laughs> anyway, how it works is that they'll receive a, a piece of paper in the mail that has all the, the listing of eligible players. You're eligible five years after you retire. And then they'll vote. You can choose up to 10, and it's usually like a list of about 30. And you have to receive 75% of the vote. And there's probably over 1,000 to 2,000 votes in total that go out each year. You have to receive 75% of those. Wow. To get into the Hall of Fame, so three quarters or more. For example, Mariners legend Edgar Martinez, they and they only give you. It used to be 15 years of eligibility wow. to get in. After 15 years, if you don't get in, you're done. Whoa, Over. Dunskis. <laughs> but then they decreased it to 10 years. Yeah, wow. so now you have steroid guys are like looking at not. Barry Bonds in. might not get in. Yeah. Wow. So incredibly Man, tough. That's crazy. Damn yeah. it, Ben. Well, no, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> red or yeah, the Red Sox. That's who I got. Got a loyal fan base. They have rich tradition, iconic ballpark, Fenway, Fenway Park. Park. Everyone knows. Fen- I don't even <laughs> know a lot about baseball, y'all, but I know Fenway Park. The Green Monster. Mm-hmm. The the New York Yankees, and the Boston Red Sox. That's the best rivalry in yeah. sports, next to the Lakers. Well, it's like Packers, Celtics. Bears, yep. Lakers, yeah. Celtics, those Red are, Sox, Yankees. Those are them. It's also annoying because I'm gonna back up Ben for a minute. Which, as this <laughs> podcast becomes its own storied tradition. I hate doing this, but uh, Dylan, you mentioned how you see St. Louis like flags everywhere. Now, this could be a little subjective. I don't know what makes a franchise better, but like St. Louis has a big fan following, right? But you look at the rest of their teams, like they don't got an NFL team anymore. They got the hockey team, St. Louis Blues, which has its own like rich history for sure. But Boston, it's wild how much of a baseball town it is. When they have so much sports success and so many storied franchises there, it's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I hate that I'm doing this. But I went there in like, geez, it was after 04. It must have been like 06, 07. Red Sox are really good, but the Bruins are like up and coming team. They didn't win the cup yet. The Patriots are obviously still Brady's Patriots. Yeah. And the Celtics, 08 was, I the guess they, were, they yeah. were the worst before the 08. So I guess that team was bad at the time. But the point is, is that you had all these other sport franchises. I had to search that city for other memorabilia besides the Red Sox. It was just Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox. I was like, do you even know about your hockey team here? It's one of the original <laughs> six in the like NHL. Like, what the hell? But it's such a baseball town going to Fenway Park. And yeah, that I that iconic B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, and this, that's what the whole thing. Like, you can go anywhere in the world, and you're gonna see three 
logo baseball logos. You're going to see Yankees, the NY, you're going to see the Boston B, and you're going to see the Dodgers LA. Those are the yep. most iconic like logos of the game for sure. Also, a little bit note on I'm because I'm going to back up everybody's picks because that's just what I'm doing. But Boston Red Sox, you also get the benefit of the splendid splinter himself, Ted Williams, the only man to have hit 400 in a season. He holds the record for highest batting average in season 1941. He hit 406. Just to put this in perspective, baseball is an incredibly difficult game. To be successful, you fail 7 out of 10 times if you're at bat. That means you do not get a hit. Out of 10 times up at bat, you're not going to get hit 7 times. But you're considered good if you do 3 out of those 10. So, put that in perspective, to hit, have be successful 4 out of 10 times, a shade over 4 out of 10 times, for an entire 162-game season, incredible. right? And just shortly after that, he goes and joins World War II efforts. So he's a badass, too. Wow. Badass. Legend. Nice. Good nice. cap on the pick. Red Sox, <laughs> third pick. Boom. All right. For the fourth pick, which now I'm like, you know, the the wraparound's cool, but for this draft, I guess I had too many wishes in my mind. I was like, don't draft first because I'm conflicted morally about the Yankees. <laughs> but then I was like, but I don't want last because I really want the Red Sox because that is my favorite team. And now I'm like, well, you asked for too much, and the draft gods did not look kindly on that. But for my first round pick, I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants, inspired by all this stuff we're hearing about the Hall of Fame and how hard it is to get into. The Giants have hella people in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. One of the tops, the source I'm looking at says the top, but Matt, how many do you said the Yankees had? Uh, they have ties to like 61. Okay, because right now I'm pulling up for the Giants, also 61, and they have tons of legends that played there, and now... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is the greatest giant of all time, but I have some nostalgia connected to this as well. Correct me on the name if I'm wrong, but Brian Wilson, the closing pitcher. Yep, the during... Fear the Beard. Yes. Fear the Beard. I loved that. It was so great. That inspired the current beard that I have in, like, I need to grow a beard. I was, like, that young kid. Like, not that young, but, like, definitely pre-beard growing days. And he <laughs> dyed that ish jet black, and he had that stare on the mound, like, just... <sighs> Striking fear into people's hearts. You know what that was? Fear the beard. Fear the beard. Heck you also yes. had um, a little hometown favorite, Tim Lincecum, a UW product. Oh, yeah. He went to Liberty High School. Yes, definitely. They have a great win percentage. Uh, they they do have like a fantastic ballpark as well. Um, I feel like the Giants, you know, usually I'm not as big of a fan of Orange. I'm sorry, Flyers. I'm sorry, Giants. But... I don't know what it is, but with the black, like, and they're wearing the all black with the orange accent on the Giants. I don't know. It just looks fresh on a baseball jersey. Mm. So, yeah, that's going to be my fourth round pick right there. Nice. Yeah, the Giants, I mean, classic, the orange and black, it really pops off the off the page at you. Um, you also have one of the best players of all time in Willie Mays. I mean, Willie Mays is synonymous with baseball. To say, hey, kid, making the basket catch over the shoulder back when they were still the New York Giants. So, excellent, excellent pick. Plus, I mean, that's really iconic. Like, they have a cool ballpark. I haven't been there myself, but I'd love to go where you can hit home runs into the bay. Yes. Pretty cool. That is pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> they have, like, kayakers out there. They'll go retrieve the ball and stuff like that. So, I, wow. like, I like stadiums yeah. like that. Obviously, we're from the area with, like, Husky Stadium. I get why stadiums are often so effing, like, far out in the middle of nowhere or, like, maybe, you know, easier real estate, all that kind of stuff, but... It definitely when you get those locations that are just screaming 
dopeness all in one. It makes going to that. You're talking about romantic sport. Uh, you there's, the, there's nothing better than like a neighborhood baseball ballpark. And in the top <laughs> four, like I feel like in the early rounds, we need that. Like to be mm-hmm. in the top franchises of all time, because you're talking about baseball versus some other sports, it is a little slower. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's got that charm. We're talking about a summer sport here. We're not talking about it's frigid cold and you're screaming for your NFL team and you're like the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. No, no, no. This is like you got a whole day planned around it. We all are teachers here, so you got the day off, of course. You got a beer. I mean, you can do brunch and baseball if you really wanted to. In fact, we will do that at some point, gentlemen. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. I would go, love to go to a go get a, a little breakfast game. and then go to a matinee, a one o'clock Sunday game. It's very nice. That sounds nice. great. Yeah. I'm down. Yo, just bring the sunblock. I'm I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. Also, the the benefit of all this is that like as a Seahawks fan, like I feel like I've taken years off my life watching that team play. Um, but the Mariners games, it's like, it's low stress. If they win, it's like a positive. It's like, all right, cool. But if they lose, it's like, man, eh, whatever, you know, but at least I had a fun time. Yeah. Good, go. good first round, everybody. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll do it. Well, you know what time it is. Buckle up. Ow. Today we're not doing the traditional connection segment because I'm not the baseball expert. That's Matt. He's going to get to spit his expertise all day, so there's no need for me to make connections to stuff. Instead, I'm going to do the facts or the trivia more so. We're going to do our own little version of the weakest link here live on the podcast. Well, it's live to us. Here (laughs) on the podcast. So I need to know, how would y'all... Like, where would you put your expertise on a scale of 1 to 10? Baseball franchises. What, what do you, where are you at, Dustin? Say the question again. Scale of, one to, <laughs> scale of 1 to 10. How much of a fan of baseball? How much about baseball do you know? Oof, I would say I'm at a 5. He's at a 5. Dylan, what about you? Oh, I'm firmly in a, like, 3 territory. Dylan is in a 3, and Matt... Nine and a half to ten. He's a nine and a half. Well, we have our questions organized on difficulty, so <laughs> we're going to try and make this, you know, fair game for everybody because what is challenging for Dylan might be baby cakes for Matt. So, <laughs> Dustin, we'll start with you. Okay. You ready? Yes. What MLB baseball team has the most World Series losses? Mm. Is it the San Francisco Giants, the St. Louis Cardinals, the L.A. Dodgers, or the Atlanta Braves. I'm gonna do process of elimination. I don't think it's the Braves. I could be wrong on that one. I'm gonna say the Cardinals. The Cardinals. You are incorrect. Dang. It is this it is the Dodgers. Dang. Fourteen wow. losses. Dylan, on to you. What was the former town of the Dodgers before moving to LA? Was it Brooklyn? Oh, man. <laughs> was it Boston? Was it San Diego? Was it San Francisco? It was Brooklyn. Good it job. was Brooklyn. Dylan has I should have answered point. three. I'm a three. I'm really a level three. Give me that question. I found that out last night. They moved Ooh. in 1958. Did you know that Bernie Sanders like, grew up watching the Brooklyn Dodgers? What? No yeah, way. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that feels. We'll have to go into later why they moved. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, Matt. 
Which of the following teams? Nope, that's too easy for you. Which pitcher holds the record for the most no-hitters? Is it Sandy Colfax? Can I just say it? Yeah. Nolan Ryan. Damn, this guy's a beast. <laughs> he has seven no-hitters. He does. He's got it. Matt's got one point. Nice. Dustin, we're back to you. Okay. <laughs> don't don't be scared. Yeah, don't sound so sad, man. Okay. Who holds, <laughs> who holds the record for the most home runs in a season? Is it Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, or Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron. It is Barry Bonds. With 72. With 73. 70, ooh, my bad. 73. They didn't take that away with... Nope. nope. Well, no, I mean, Mark McGuire, juicer, Barry Bonds, juicer, Sosa, juicer. So okay. It's really only Hank Aaron, like, if you are if you take it away, the juicers. But you know what? I'll give you a reprieve question. Okay, okay. Because that one, I... Morally, I like, that's like, morally you're take correct. That away. Yeah, yeah, like, like that's, that's... I mean, I agree with you. Okay, yes. so we'll discount that. What player had a crucial error in Game 6 of the World Series, which eventually led to their team losing the series? Was it Don Mattingly, Bill Buckner, Daryl Strawberry, or Ozzie Smith? Bill Buckner. Yeah, boy, Dustin yeah. gets a point. I guess through Buckner. I want my last name. I was, I was glad that was a Boston question. <laughs> Bill Buckner. I heard the loss in game six, and I was really hoping that was going to be the right World Series that we were talking about. Or the right playoff. That was a World Series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1986 yeah. New York Mets versus Boston Red Sox. Painful. Dylan, we're back to you. Oh, shit. There's more. There's more. Everyone's got three questions. You ready? Yeah. Which of the following teams has never been to the World Series? Oh, shit. The Texas Rangers, the Seattle Mariners, the Colorado Rockies, <laughs> or the Milwaukee Brewers? I want to go with the Rockies. No. Rockies. That was no. the wrong. Dis- oh, my God. It's no. the Mariners, bro. Mariners are the only team to never win a World I mean, Series. I saw Matt shaking his head, but I thought that Nationals made it too obvious. Well, the, the big thing, is, yeah, they've never appeared in a World Series. They've never been there. Like, they've never, yeah. like, just at the level of mediocrity. <laughs> All right. They've been around for nearly 45 years now. Never even like make it to the dance. Come on, you know. But the awesomeness of their fans, I was really surprised no one picked them in the first round. Got best fans (laughs) here, best fans. You know it. (laughs) We have a three way tie, Matt. You have your second question. All right, go for it. Okay, what is the major league record for losses in a season, or who holds the record for most losses in a season? The 1916 Philadelphia Athletics, the 2013 Detroit Tigers. The 1899 Cleveland Spiders or the 1962 New York Mets? I think it's the 62 Mets. That is incorrect. It is the 1899 Cleveland Spiders. With I was going to say, if you got it right, yeah. if you know the yeah. amount of losses, I'll give you an extra point, but it's 134 losses. All right. Damn. Yeah. Also, uh, just fun fact that so net, we know the Cleveland Indians is dropping the name. I hope they go back to the Spiders. That sounds kind of cool. That is you know? dope. Yeah. The Cleveland Spiders. Yes. Tonight, T-Mobile Park, Seattle Mariners take on the Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Points for uniqueness. Right. Damn, well, I didn't think there would be a three-way tie going into the third and final Ooh, round. Wow. So Wow. I know. Dustin, who was the first African-American to play in the MLB? <sighs> Jackie Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
there's only easy questions left for you. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. I was like, this ain't no trick question here. Like, get that ish out. Oh, of here. give me that point. <laughs> Woo. Dylan, when I looked all this up, I don't know baseball, but I knew this one. So I think you should know this. Okay. What was the first team in the MLB? Is it the New York Yankees, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, the Philadelphia Phillies, or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Isn't it the Yankees? No, no it's the Reds. Is it the, the Red, Red Stockings? Stockings. Yeah. The Reds. Damn. That's the okay. Oldest. Dylan, you are the weakest link for now. Can I call home? No. <laughs> yeah, call Fred Bird up. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you have an opportunity to tie it up. Let's do it. Which MLB player won nine consecutive AL batting titles? Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, Wade Boggs, Babe Ruth. Well, I don't think batting titles were like necessarily uh, recorded back when. Mm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mickey Mantle. He goes with Mickey Mantle. Ladies and gentlemen, he comes up a little short. It was Ty Cobb I between 1907 mean. and 1915. There you go. We are the champions. Yeah, yes. those Justin are some good Moon. questions. Good wow, questions. Yeah. that was interesting. I learned a lot. Yeah. Stumpers that was there. Good. That was yeah. that was good. Yo, what what happened to the Red Stockings? What did they become? They're just the Reds. The Reds. Oh wow, yeah, Cincinnati Reds. Yo, they should have kept Red Stockings. I it's like implied. That. You know, yeah. people are like, oh, I got my stockings right here, baby. We're talking about the Reds. It's shorter. It's kind of cool, you know. It's also like acronyms. There's a big affinity in baseball for socks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Boston, the White Chicago, Chicago White Sox, Red Stockings. The Reds yeah. are like, we're gonna distance ourselves while knowing deep down we were the first. We got our <laughs> socks on. They probably had a rough time during like the first and second Red scares. You know? Oh <laughs> man! Wait, so okay, yeah. hold up. There's the Reds, the Red Sox, and the White Sox, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just trying to get this straight in my head. All right, got it. All right, well, that that concludes Weakest Link Cosmic Connections Edition. Let's get back into this draft, babies. Round two. Dustin, you got the wraparound. All right, since I had the wraparound, I knew I was going to pick this team, but I decided to go with the Giants first because Fear the Beard popped in my head. But I am going with another California team. Well, California presently, Los Angeles Dodgers. And formally... Dylan just learned yesterday. Brooklyn Dodgers. And yes, who drafted or who selected? It was Branch Rickey who brought them onto the team, but the mm-hmm. first African American to play in the MLB, Jackie Robinson. Boom. Brooklyn Dodgers has a long, long history and, you know, a respectable amount of World Series championships. I mean, think about it. We're sitting here in Seattle. I would take six. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I mean, anything like above five is respectable. Like, honestly. Hella respectable. Yeah. Now, they haven't won since 1988, but I they mean, have they w- had They won teams. last year. Last year? Yeah. What? It doesn't really count because it's only 60 games. But Yeah, and, no. and yeah. the Athletics won in 88 of the Dodgers. Oh, my gosh. Come on, sources. Oh, no, no, no you're no, right. You are right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was like, oh, no. All my research right. is on shaky ground right now. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. Uh, 54 Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, great tradition. Huge fan support. Fantastic uh, arena. And the fan support is what I'm going to highlight right now because all these franchises, like Matt said earlier, there's so many like angles that you can look at it. And part of me was thinking, Maybe this is influenced by COVID, but clearly we can't have the sport 
leagues, these amazing teams without the fans. Like, it's just that's where all the revenue is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's not a like crazy statement to make. Literally, if there was no fan support, we wouldn't be watching these teams. They would not be paid so much money, and there wouldn't be the amazing like athletes that we see today that have spent their whole lives working to get into these leagues. So on that note, the Dodgers have a huge loyal fan base. They were the first ever MLB team to attract more than 3 million fans in a season in 1978 and accomplished that feat six more times before any other franchise did it once. The Dodgers drew at least 3 million fans for 15 consecutive seasons from 96 to 2010, the longest such streak among all MLB teams. Got the largest fan club out there, Pantone 294, a reference to Pantone code of Dodger blue, regularly travel to away games to cheer for the Dodgers. Now, just thinking... We talked a little bit about, you know, Yankee caps, Red Sox caps, Dodger caps. These top franchises in the league, you'll see all over the place. Now, am I seeing the Padres hats or the Mariner hats everywhere I go around the country? No, not necessarily. But the Dodgers are in that mix for sure. Huge, huge fan support. Yeah, everybody knows it's, it's Dodger blue. Uh, and They call it Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium is like one of the most historic stadiums. It's called Blue Heaven on Earth. I, I've been to the exterior of it i've never been inside but i would love to go inside it chavez ravine um yeah you just think of hollywood you think of the dodgers and the reason why they're actually called the dodgers is that going back to the brooklyn days they would have trolleys running outside ebbets field where they used to play so they call the people who used to like run between the trolleys trolley dodgers and that's how <laughs> they got their name because again it's like yeah i'm trolley dodgers yeah oh yeah, yeah, the dodgers, yeah. <laughs> i didn't die today or break any limbs hey. also the dodgers get credence to arguably what i believe is the best announcer of all time vin scully he he started as an intern doing the play-by-play for the brooklyn dodgers moved to california he's been doing it ever since although he retired a couple years ago but phenomenal voice so excellent pick i like it yo and 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 matt or someone please correct me if i'm wrong but like dustin brought up right jackie robinson dodgers breaking the color barrier that's huge Mm -hmm. but they also (laughs) Like kind of kept with that tradition with farming players from Southeast and East Asia. Am yeah, I, yeah. Um, Hideo Nomo, first Japanese pitcher in the major leagues in the nineties. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, bud. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Cool I stuff. Got Plus, you. I mean that script. It's just like it's a clean uniform. It's like yes. you got that dodge. It's literally Dodger blue. Like they have their own color. I mean, how many teams ha- can can say that? But Dodger blue, and you got the red TV numbers on there. It just it just pops. It looks very nice. Yes. Agreed. 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 All right. Sending it over to you, Ben. All right. Since I'm not the most baseball fact aficionado, I have a structure to my draft. I'm going in categories. I'm breaking this down into categories. I have a legendary team as the first pick, as my first pick with the Red Sox. Iconic, iconic rivalries, iconic logo. Now I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. I'm not going to stick to like, oh, they have this many World Series. They have this. I'm going with a team that's iconic for other reasons. Iconic because they have one of the best stories in baseball. Matt earlier was talking about the significance of the announcer and how they are really storytellers because there is this void so often within the game between pitch and hit or pitch and mostly miss, right? But one of the greatest stories in baseball is... The, the story of the Cubs, the Cubs, that that over 100-year drought, or maybe it was 100 years exactly. It was like, I think it ends up being like 108, 
Yeah, it was over. Yeah, shit's yeah. long, long ass time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, 108 years. People went their whole lifetimes. The curse of the Billy Goat. Yep. <laughs> Which is a less cool curse than the curse of the Great Bambino. You also have that team, so not really a knocker against yours. You got the curses, yeah. And we will talk about that curse, but on a side note, not the best story compared to the Bambino no, curse, but it's, still. It's great. a little bit petty, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Matt likes it. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The Cubs haven't had to, like, they haven't had to be a winning World Series franchise to be popular in like in the country and oh, popular yeah. in pop culture in pop culture ferris bueller goes to a cubs game when he takes mm-hmm. a day off oh, i mean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they sell their games too they keep that stadium full which well because uh, well, it's wrigley field was like the one the last of the traditional like you would literally just build it in the neighborhood it wouldn't be mm-hmm. like out like we know it nowadays like if, for example in seattle we have soto it's the stadium district south of downtown you you didn't have that back then. Like Wrigley Field's over hundred years old, and it's just smack dab in the middle of a damn neighborhood. And I love that. It's the friendly confines. It's very appealing. The yes. ivy walls. It's just like it's very nice. Yeah, that is yeah. nice. And it's like the three biggest cities right now we have represented. Matt's first pick: New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Chicago. Boston. I feel yeah. like being on the West Coast. I don't know about you all, but like. Well, we all are like social studies people, so maybe we don't forget this. But I talk to so many people, and they forget how effing large Chicago really is. Like Chicago's huge; <laughs> it's a big city. Yeah. It's a massive market. It's and it is a massive city. The third. Hold up, next to L.A., the third largest yeah. market because it's is it New York, L.A., and then Chicago. Yeah, is that it? Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. the Cubs have a uh, they have like a theme song. Go Cubs Go. It's very catchy. <laughs> well, we'll have to listen to it. It's like, <laughs> go Cubs Go. Easy to memorize. Go Cubs yeah. Go. I mean, the Cubs have so much influence. The Bears are the Bears yeah, because, because of, of the, the Cubs. Cubs. Uh-huh. The, uh, when I was young, I remember watching SportsCenter a lot in the mornings, and it was like, geez, that must have been 2008-ish around there. And there was this Cub fan that sold his entire like fandom online and, it came, and he was, like, a massive Cubs fan. And he was, like, pissed. I mean, he was just, like, done. He's, like, I've been a Cubs fan my whole life. I'm done. All my stuff. And he had, like, real good stuff. Like, <laughs> he sold it for a low price. I'm, like, if you ever want really, really, like, priceless sports memorabilia, go to that really frustrated fan. Just wait for that drought and just start collecting in <laughs> there. See, I'm the opposite. I'm a frustrated fan. And I keep collecting. Like, I keep acquiring things. There'll I'll, be a breaking point. Stick near Matt. We'll, we'll see, right? We'll see. <laughs> but also with the too. Cubs, you have uh, the legend of Steve Bartman. Uh, poor guy. Like, he was receiving death threats because, again, he... The fucking the foul yeah, ball in 2003. Ball. God damn it. Yeah, poor guy. But also Cubs, you got like Ernie <laughs> Banks, classic baseball figure. You got Harry Carey. I mean, um, there's a ton of cool stuff with the Cubs. I've, I've never been to Wrigley Field, but it's like on my bucket list of places to go. I'd absolutely love to go watch a game, like a, an afternoon game like Ferris would see in the movie. Um, plus, their uniforms are nice. Did you know the, the Cubs uniforms are the only uniform, as far as I know, actually in any sport, that actually has a trademark on it? What? Interesting. Like you'll see, like the Cubs, the big C that says Cubs. Yeah, it actually has a little TM at the bottom of it. It's nice. the only one that actually has that, as far as I know. <laughs> Branding. Branding. Yeah, I was. They branded it. I don't know why, but the first thought in my head 
was like insecure. <laughs> like someone's gonna take much. our shit. I'm like, it's literally your team. Why do you need the trademark? We get it. But it, That's funny. it is what it is. Good pick though. I like that. Dylan, off okay. to you. Okay. Uh my next pick is going I'm gonna stay the traditional direction. Um so I'm gonna go with a competitor to the Giants, right? Who are a historic team, but I'm not going with the Giants. Well, because the Giants have already been taken. <laughs> but I'm going with their competitor. And they're a great team in and of themselves. I'm going with the Oakland Athletics. All right? So they've been a franchise. They're historic, right? They've been a franchise since before 1903. They've moved. They've been in two different cities. Yeah. Well, actually three now, including Oakland. Kansas City, Philadelphia, and, of course, now Oakland, right? And Oakland, I mean, let's be real historically been a bit of an underdog living next to the giant that is San Francisco. Am I right? But let's, let's go over the facts. They, the number of years they've been in playoffs, 24 number of years, winning the world series, nine number of hall of famers, 12. They're like in their own right. They are absolutely a legendary team that goes into the top 10 of like baseball history. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, granted, okay, if you are under the age of 80, you won't have lived to see them be the Philadelphia Athletics. Let's be real, all right? But uh they I mean, you can't you can't deny their history there. Yeah, they got that legacy, and that's what I'm all about, that legacy. So, yeah, Oakland Athletics, boom. That's yeah, my pick. The and the A's are pretty cool because like there's not many teams that like have really like leaned into the fact that like they're in a small market, but they love that. Like, I don't know. You get the feeling with like Tampa Bay that they're like, just want to get out of Tampa Bay. They don't really like, they don't embody what it means to be in Tampa Bay, but Oakland, since they've showed up in Oakland, like they've really like bought into the whole, like we're not San Francisco. Like we're the little brother in the Bay and they're just like, they're folky. They're kind of funky. They're weird. (laughs) Not too many teams can pull off like a green and gold or yellow, like, uh, color concept they do pull it off they pulled off great and the hat's iconic the, yeah. the the kelly like the kelly green with the the yellow and the the old english a on there plus you also get ricky anderson who's like a g ricky anderson was like one of the one of the coolest like most badass baseball players the king of stolen bases like he was still stealing bases at like in his late 30s which as you can imagine you don't get very fast you don't get faster you get slower but yet the king of all stolen bases so, cool i like that thanks man Thank you, Matt. Matt is your pick. <laughs> okay, uh, so second pick. There's a lot of directions I can go, but I'm gonna stick with uh, thinking of like traditional iconic teams. Um, another charter member of Major League Baseball. I'm gonna go with the Detroit Tigers. Nice. So Detroit, uh, it's a famously obviously a blue collar city, and that team's really kind of leaned into it a very long time. They have not as been as successful as a lot of the other franchises when you're especially when you're talking about historic franchises i mean they only have um a few world series titles actually they only have four world series titles they've got 11 pennants so they're kind of spotty but they also get the claim to fame of ty cobb one of the all-time greats of major league baseball you get hank greenberg um there's in the uniforms themselves the old english d is very iconic it, it is it's something that has it's just timeless. Like you can see how it was created in the early 1900s cause they've been around for so long, but it still stands the test of time. Um, the tiger mascot, it's just, you know, it just feels right. Right. You see 
Tigers on TV, you're like, you know, this this is very nice. Like, I like what I'm seeing here. The team, I could care less about, but I, I recognize the brand of them. Um, so, again, they've been around forever. The Tigers, they're pretty synonymous with baseball. Detroit, kind of a, a real blue-collar city, and they really embody that. And that old English D is just, like, it's iconic. It is another icon. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers, another American League team, but yeah, icons, icons, icons. And icons, Detroit icons. as a place needs a win. Oh, yeah, for they sure. They really do. <laughs> I mean, that's a, like Detroit is a major American city. Like, yeah. that people knew worldwide, you know, until like the car industry changed dramatically, right? So they do yeah. need to win. Like, yeah. Dylan, if you're going to mention like Oakland needs a win with that giant right next to them, I'm like, yeah, I feel you, Matt. Detroit, their football team historically sucks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they need something. They need something bad. They need some, they need some dubs. Economic Big decline, time. a shitty football team. They, they, need, need, some, they need some dubs. <laughs> you go, Tigers. Woo! <laughs> nice. Wait, we're on the wraparound. We're at halftime. Yes, oh, my God. That's crazy. And Matt, you're taking us away with some, some mad, mad facts. Give me the facts. That's right. So baseball is actually one of the most superstitious, like games. Particularly, this is a professional sport. People, these these players make millions of dollars every year. The franchises rake in billions. So it's crazy that they're so superstitious. So baseball being a game of superstitions, whether it be my lucky socks, the way I wore my uniform one day, maybe I didn't wear something, whatever it might be. There's also crazy superstitions amongst fans. One of the most famous that you don't even have to be a baseball fan to know this, is the curse of the Bambino, right? The famous World Series drought that was unfortunately bestowed upon the Boston Red Sox after the sale of Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. The Red Sox do not defeat the curse of the Bambino for 86 years. They win their last World Series in 1918. They do not win another one until 2004. And a large part of that, at least amongst fans, the players would never admit it, but even the players kind of leaned into it a little bit, was that it was the curse of the Bambino that was causing all these calamities in the postseason, whether it be Mm. 1986, the ball through Buckner, whether it be 1975 of Carlton Fisk waving it and all that stuff with the uh, the Cincinnati Reds. But let me tell you a little bit of a story about the curse of Bambino because it's an interesting tale. So Babe Ruth was kind of like the all-star on the Boston Red Sox they were one of the most successful franchises amongst all the baseball teams, especially early on. They win five out of the first 15 World Series, and they're like, oh, all right, we're going to keep on this success train. This is going to keep on rolling. But Babe Ruth, even as a young player, he was very much, a, he went by the beat of his own drum. Right? He did not really abide by any rules. He drank, he smoked, he did what he wanted. He didn't abide by any schedules. He was the Bambino, even at a young age. Right? And the owner... Of the Red Sox, uh, I think his name's Harry Fazzy or Fazzy, or I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. He did not exactly like this. So after the 1919 series, he sells Babe Ruth to New York Yankees for $125,000. That's a lot of money, actually, back in 1920, all right? $125,000. So he sells Babe Ruth to the Yankees. And at the time, he's like, well, first of all, Babe, you're not really like abiding by the team culture. You play by your own rules. You're reckless, yada, yada. You're a great player, but you know what? There's going to be other great players. But as we know, they didn't win another World Series for 86 years. Meanwhile, Babe Ruth goes on, and he becomes the face of the New York Yankees. He becomes the face of baseball. His legend grows after he goes to New York. He only actually wins 
a, like four World Series with the Yankees, which I mean, compared to his three with the Red Sox, it's not like he like doubles anything or anything like that. But he becomes synonymous with the Yankees. The Yankees dominate the Red Sox time and time again. The Red Sox just suffer serious misfortunes time and time again. Um, also, interesting fact about the money that the owner receives for selling Babe Ruth. He didn't receive any players. It's not like a trade for like, oh, I'm going to take so-and-so off the Yankees and you're going to have Babe Ruth. It's only for cash. And he actually uses that cash because he's very much a Broadway aficionado. So he actually uses that money to finance several Broadway musicals Hmm. because that was his true passion. He just happened to own the Red Sox, but his true passion was Broadway musicals. So the money actually gets funneled into this uh, show. It's called No No Nanette. And it, it's a it's a it's like a historic flop. Like nobody cares. Nobody like actually goes to any of these plays he's financing with his money. So it's just it's an interesting tale that is like repeated time and time again up until two thousand four when they finally they finally defeat the curse. But I did yeah. not know about that play. That's so mm-hmm. funny. The curse started wow. early. That curse mm-hmm. was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this screenplay is gonna be garbage. The performance garbage. Exactly. No one's gonna care. Ha, ha, so can you imagine that Babe Ruth sold for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars? And was that money used for? Was it used for the stadium? No. Was it used to like make your team better? No. It was used wow. for a pretty shitty Broadway play. <laughs> now I love that curse. I am impartial because uh, the Red Sox are my favorite team, baseball team. Uh, but one of the big things about that is all these curses. It's so funny because we have the Cubs and we have the Red Sox, and both of these curses were mentioned like almost kind of like favorably because they create the epic moments. Like if you lose for so long, then when you win, it is unbelievably glorious. Like that's usually when I talk to non-sport fans about how much sports can matter. Like Mm -hmm. people were bawling, like for both the Cubs and the Red Sox, like crying, like unbelievable, like thinking literally I had family members who died and never got to see this. Like people in Red Sox were like, I'm going to bring the Red Sox flag to my dad's grave. He never saw this day and he loved them. My dad liked the Red Sox because the Seattle Pilots had a player that then went to the Brewers and then went mm-hmm. to the Red Sox. So I grew up with a huge Red Sox fan, and that was like that was like a huge event. Like out of the early 2000s, what happened during that decade? For me, it was that series. Like he took us both on his shoulders, like my sister and I. It was like so much celebrations, and that spurred like this baseball obsession. He was already obsessed. We got on this XM radio, hooked after that. Like fans deserved it. Something about losing for so long. Yeah, we all love to see the losers finally get it. And, and that, now they've won hella in this de- in like yeah. the last twenty years, more than the Yankees. Ha ha. It's, it's cool. so interesting too. Like baseball of all of all sports, it seemingly has the longest like droughts. Like for whatever reason, whether it be like teams reaching the World Series or winning the World Series, like you, baseball had an eighty-six year World Series drought, a hundred and eight year World Series drought, <laughs> and yeah. it's just like I don't know most other teams or sports you're not going to go that long you might go like i don't know 30 40 years but it's usually never 86 or 108 <laughs> mariners don't get any ideas swear yeah. to god you don't even <laughs> make one legendary <laughs> how long has it been for the mariners so far well they were established in 1977 they've never been so yeah wow <laughs> way to bring up a sour subject yeah. so let's segue <laughs> out of that sour subject thanks matt for the map just trying to rub it a little bit yeah, let's get into round three. Round three. Oh, well, fuck. Before we get into round three, let's do a quick recap of the teams. Matt, you have the Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. Dylan has the Cardinals and the Athletics. I have the Red Sox and the Cubbies. Dustin has the Giants and the Dodgers. Round three. 
Matt, you are up. The <sighs> most important pick know, of the draft for you. I know. It's like, what direction do I go? I've already kind of taken two really old teams, so do I go something a little bit more modern, something a little bit more fun? The question, the question, the question. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the pick when because when you think about teams that have really big exposure, although their their star was short, I think they still have a good blend of history, also like relevance, and that's gonna go with the Atlanta Braves. Nice. So the Atlanta Braves are an interesting team in that they haven't necessarily won a ton, but they have been one of the most consistent teams in history. The Atlanta Braves actually had a streak of winning 14 consecutive division titles. Wow. 14 straight. Like that's New England Patriots level success of the like the the uh AFC East. Just year after year after year mm-hmm. you could expect the Atlanta Braves to be in the postseason. They have several iconic players. I mean, you're talking about Hank Aaron. He's the home run king. Barry Bonds. Eh, it's, <laughs> you should be in the Hall of Fame, but you should also be recognized as like there's some mm, ambiguity over your records but <laughs> hank aaron again king amongst kings one of the uh, that's like one of the that's like the ultimate sports record it's in the t- if that'd be an interesting draft actually like sports records but the home run record in baseball i mean baseball is so hard to do f- like in terms of physics and timing and all that to hit that yeah. many home runs incredible but atlanta braves you also have greg maddox john smoltz you got tom glavin the braves of the 90s were like nationally renowned uh, they had Deion Sanders on their team, all right? He's the only player to ever <laughs> appeared in both the World Series and in the Super Bowl, just fun fact. Um, they're, again, they're at a point now where I think they need to maybe think about branding-wise. I don't think it quite has the same appeal that it did back then, but nevertheless, you understand their uniforms, again, are pretty synonymous. The script Braves with the tomahawk on there. The Atlanta A, the red and blue, um, they're just they they're consistent time and time again. They they only won one World Series in the '90s, which is crazy because they had like a stacked team: Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, again all the pitchers. Um, uh, uh, Bobby Bobby Cox, the manager, he got tossed out more times than any other <laughs> manager in history. Got kicked out of games. Um, but yeah, the Atlanta Braves, just a, a classic brand, a, a great consistent team that's always consistent. Doesn't it feels like they're never bad for too long. They're just always in there time and time again. So. I think that's a good pick for the third round. Land nice. Braves. Nice, Matt. It's my brother-in-law's favorite team. Yeah. They uh that makes sense too with the 90s dominance cuz he was like right around that time like yeah. influence. They were always on uh I mean Ted Turner owned the team so they are on uh like Turner Network. I think uh, like TNT mm. or TBS, one of those two, I don't know yeah. which one, but they're they were always a national draw time and time again and a lot of hip hop. This is also when you can tell like how relevant a team is. A lot of hip hop hop groups like Tribe Called Quest be wearing Atlanta Braves jerseys in the nineties. Oh so, yeah, I mean the hats look fresh too. The hats are dope. Yeah, right? that's so, cool. There you go, Atlanta Braves. Nice, Dillon. Nice. Um, okay, I like Matt's pick. I like it. Um, I like it so much. I'm gonna go in a, a direction and not go with the older team. I'm gonna go with the newer team. That's right. I'm going with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And at first, you might think, "What? Why are you going with the Diamondbacks?" Right. But I'm going with them because they've only been a franchise since 1998. And yet, the number of years that they've been in the playoffs is five, and they've won a World Series. Um, Randy Johnson. Hmm? Randy Johnson. Big unit. Um, And 
to give a little context about that. So throughout its history, Arizona has won one World Series, like I just said. They defeated the New York Yankees in 2001, and they became the fastest expansion team in Major League history to win a championship, which it did in only the fourth season since the franchise's inception. That makes it kind of a big deal. Although I will say, and I'm going to just push back in terms of like, I think everybody in the United States can agree that they wanted the New York Yankees to win the 2001 World Series. Like, you knew, like, after post 9-11, they're like, the Yankees got to win. The Yankees need to win. And the Arizona Diamondbacks spoiled that. That would have been a great patriotic moment of the New York Yankees winning the damn 2001 World Series like a month after 9-11. Then the damn Diamondbacks come in and spoil that. That would have been a classic American moment. That would have spoiled been. it. That would have been spoiled it. Damn Arizona. That yeah. would have been. I don't like the Yankees, and I was like, you know, thinking back of them, like, damn, that would have been really cool, right? Yeah, but the Patriots won that year after, so that's true. But yeah. the Jets are a joke, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would argue that just like people kept going even afterwards is pretty patriotic in itself, right? That's true. The fact that we can't give up and <laughs> write that, we're, that narrative, Dylan. Yeah, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going with this thing. Like we're going to play our baseball. We're going to keep our American sport going. Um, you know, I feel for New York, uh, but you know, like that was an American win, if anything. <laughs> so rewrite that narrative. <laughs> Revisionist he, history, damn it. He needs math. He's like, yeah, but you know what? It's okay, 9-11, New York. 9-11. Most American thing was Arizona that year. Uh, winning. Expansion team. Pushing through. Uh, Go D-backs. Yeah, so anyway, I'll pass it off to Ben now. They do have, uh, I will say, though, like, they also are definitely, a, you can tell they're a team from the 90s and that their original uniforms are like, you know what? Let's use purple and teal, right? Let's yeah. just go for it. Purple and teal Ooh, and pinstripes. Good point. Hell it was yeah. a bold decade in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I do like I do like their team logo though. The it's A. Nice. The A is nice. Well, and also if you if you um, if you tilt it sideways, it actually is a snake with its mouth open. That the across part of the A is the tongue. See, that is pretty so cool. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It's a pretty dope logo. I like it. It's a nice like twist. Um, on you know, like let's be real. Like a lot of our teams are a little bit older, so we got a little bit older insignia. It's a little twist. Um. So, you know, and I like that they have kind of those, um, I don't know, like, uh, what do I want to say? Kind of pointed designs. It's got a very... It's very angular. Yeah, it's got yeah. an angular design structure. It's nice. Well, you can see how, like, uh, I don't know, like, Dustin, you might know, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, did the Arizona Coyotes come after the Diamondbacks or were they pre-Diamondbacks, like the, the NHL expansion in the 90s? I think they came after because the NHL... I think Minnesota's 2000 and Arizona, I feel like, is around there. Because you can definitely see, like, the influence of, like, the original Kachina Coyote. Yeah. Is it, you see the Diamondbacks influence. In that, I actually in that love their jerseys, too. I Damn you, Arizona. One. I kind of want to get one of those. The new reverse <laughs> retro NHL jerseys, the Coyotes They're are dope. bomb. They're dope. All right. During the next pick, I'll look up the Coyotes start date. Cool. All right. Ben Jammin. Third pick. Going with something that people would be like, what? That's not a top. But I'm thinking in the same kind of lines of balanced team. I got history rivalry, history curses, old-ass teams. For this third pick, I'm going with a team that's been around for a while. Not really known for winning a lot, but for some reason they are hella popular, both in hip-hop culture and among mascots, where they are deemed to have 
the top mascot mm. in the MLB, and I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies. Nice. When you see like kids' teams, like the YMCA level teams, yep, Matt's got his fanatic socks on because he's baseballed out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for kids, like when kids are starting off in Pee Wee baseball, one of those teams that you always see, you see Giants, you see little Yankees. That's a good way of thinking. About but you see too, little yeah. Phillies. I remember growing up in Spokane, I had friends who played for the Phillies in the seventh grade. And I was like, that's really weird. But that's really dope. <laughs> the yeah. curly the curly P is just very, it's nice. It's very yeah, cool. Their very uniform nice. is very cool. It's clean. The same as you were saying um, with the Braves jerseys and in hip hop. Like, it's the same. Phillies, Phillies. jerseys, mm-hmm. Phillies hats. Like, that red hat with the white P. It's actually, also I think. got I, numbers on the sleeves, which is cool. Not many teams do that. I don't know. It's nice. They got their own like font that's really unique too. It's like really like bubbly. Yeah, you know? and in ter- and especially if you're thinking about a team that isn't really the most winningest team, but they're how they're marketed, marketability. Yeah. Man, they're, they're fun, hella popular. Yeah. The fanatics get them on Sports Center along with their blooper reels. He's the goat weekly. Yeah, he's the goat. I mean, I had to go with a team that's just fun. That's a very fun team. Yeah. yeah. So, third pick, Philadelphia Phillies. Nice. <laughs> Also, by the way, Matt, they moved from Winnipeg in 96 to Phoenix. Okay. So yeah. before the Diamondbacks. So you're right in that era. I yeah. mean, it tells with the jersey, which yeah. is also awesome. Okay. Back to baseball, folks. My third round pick, since we're talking about socks and all that stuff, it kind of reminded me, let's go with those Cincinnati Reds implied stockings, socks. That's what we're talking it's about. It's not red, clear enough. Red legs. Stockings. It's not clear enough. <laughs> it's I mean, cooler than spelling it all out. Bring back the red stockings. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we Hashtag. Need, we need more confused new fans to the league. We need them to be like, wait, okay, so there's red socks and white socks, and there's red, red stockings. stockings. <laughs> That's what MLB really needs. Well, and the Reds also, like, they also call themselves the red legs for, like, because you have Mr. Redleg, and that's like its own kind of confusing thing. Is it like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. Yeah. Isn't there a mascot just that big baseball head dude? Yeah, he's got a cool, like, old school, like, you know, uh, curly Q mustache, and he's got a pillbox <laughs> yeah. hat. Yes. Nice, yeah. All right. Well, part of that is because of how stinking old they are, starting us off in 1882, also having some domination in the 1970s. Now, maybe I'm just really appealing to those people who grew up watching baseball in the 70s, but pick my team. (laughs) (laughs) They've also won multiple World Series championships. I think I got five here, 41 Hall of Fame inductees. Um, Yeah, I mean, thinking about just some of that history and some of those like spurts where if you think about Matt's talking about the 90s with the Braves, right? So some Braves or some teams might not have the most like consistent winning tradition where you think the Yankees have always effing been winning or the Red Sox had their 86 world curse or world series curse, but they were always, you could almost say that they're like the team in the two thousands. They've been, they've been pretty damn good for a while. Exactly. So with another team that has that history, that is, has that kind of spurt of really great success. They have four consecutive pennants and world series titles, and it is a mid market team. So, Thinking about like all these different markets, like in the first round, the first couple rounds, right? We had some of the major cities represented, New York, LA, uh, Chicago, but now we got Cincinnati. 
So we're talking about that smaller market who's still able to fare a good team <laughs> and keep it there for a while, which you know in the world of sports with all these teams moving around, pretty darn good. I mean, the, the Reds in the 70s were literally and figuratively a machine. It was the big red machine. They were in it. They dominated in the 70s. They were in it every single year. Um, also, you had uh, you get the claim to fame. Pete Rose, the most infamous of all baseball figures. <laughs> He's banned. He has a lifetime ban from baseball. And the reason why was that he was a uh, degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> but the the big thing is that he was gambling on his own team while he was managing the Reds. Yeah. Uh, dirty, dirty, dirty. But the thing was, he wasn't betting against them. He was betting on them to win. So it's not like he was taking a dive or anything like that. He was betting on his own ass. To he was confident. He's like, bitch, yeah. we gonna win this shit. Exactly. I'm gonna win some extra money. I'm doubling my income thought, this year. <laughs> I wonder if that's how he psyched himself up. Probably. I don't know. He was also he also was a big substance guy himself. I was about but, to say that in some cocaine. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do in Cincinnati? In, like, in the 70s? In the 70s and 80s. I, mean, I wonder hey. if the players were ever confused, like, coach, this is a preseason game. No, we gotta win! We gotta win. Oh my god, I'm so stressed right now. Do it. <laughs> but yeah. I got a lot riding on this. There's a reason people had mustaches back then, and it was to catch the extra cocaine. Well, I mean, he had the bowl cut, so I mean, that's its own you should look up a picture of Pete Rose. He has not aged well, but he's also the MLB hit king, the most hits in history. He has over 4,000 hits. Crazy. He needed them. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. pick. Good pick. Got maybe, some history. Maybe I'm going to try that now. I'm going to make a lot of bets on myself. So there you go. <laughs> add that incentive. Get a always, lifetime ban. <laughs> always bet on yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All yeah. right. Well, that's the end of our third round. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Me again. That's right. Except this time, you know the theme of this uh, whole draft right now. We're we're asking the expert Matt to carry more than his own weight to carry all of us fools at baseball. Now, I have a little bit of knowledge around this, but I do want some clarification, Matt. Yes, not to put you on the spot. No, but, you're good. So, out of all the you know major sports in the U.S., what is the deal with the baseball salary cap slash, i.e., the messed up like non slash non-existent one? There's some. Yeah. Luxury tax thing going on, but it just seems like I mentioned the mid-market thing for Cincinnati, not to plug my own pick again, but we're talking about the Mariners too not winning. All this advantage to these massive markets who are able just to pick up these free agents, sign these massive contracts. It just seems like for me with sports, I love turnover. Even if it's not good for my team, like, yeah, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL, but the NFL is so good at like, Teams will come through like you. You never know what team's going to be mm -hmm. that surprise team that could make it on the wild card or could be really establishing itself with young players and coming up in the next three or four years. Yeah. What's going yeah. on with baseball? The, the big thing with baseball is that they do not have a salary cap, but they also have the thing where all contracts are guaranteed. So that's its own unique thing where it's not like in football, if you release somebody, you're not on the hook for the total amount of the contract or what it might have been. But they also have been instituting a luxury tax, which is at $210 million. So if you have a payroll over $210 million, you you suffer severe penalties. I'm not sure what the penalties are exactly, but yeah, they don't have a salary cap. So there are teams where just say, fuck it, I've got the money. I The Dodgers <laughs> are a classic example. The Dodgers have a payroll over $200 million, and that's why wow. they're consistently good year in, year out. But also, baseball has this really nasty thing. This is what recently came out. The Mariners and that Kevin Mather, that idiot, um, said what everybody does 
but you don't say out loud, which is to say that you manipulate service time. So basically the scenario is if I'm a really good player, then I, until I make the major leagues, I'm on, I'm not on a major league contract. But once I reach the major leagues, obviously you only are signed for a certain amount of years. And then either you resign or you go to another team. The big thing is that if I don't call you up until I think it's about like the second week of May, then you're under another year of control until you re-sign a new deal. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. So there's this whole thing of service time manipulation for top prospects that keeps them basically linked to the team under team control for an extra year if you push back when you call them up. So baseball is actually all about building from within. That's they spend time, resources, money, you name it, on drafting and developing guys from single A to double A, double A, triple A, triple A to the big leagues and keeping those guys time and time again. So there's no salary cap, but there are some limitation measures, but even those get ignored. So it actually ends up, if you're a big market, you're more likely to be successful because you have more money to spend on top free agents. That's why if you you see examples like the only reason why the Tampa Bay Rays made the World Series last year is that they're incredibly analytically driven and they Mm -hmm. develop guys better than a lot of other teams. And that's kind of the model to follow because ultimately what happens is that you need to kind of capitalize on young talent while they're young before they get too expensive. And then, then you're priced out because then the Yankees mm. are coming and calling and be yep. like, Hey, you're good. We'll give you more money than they will. And then they leave. Uh, you see something similar in like football, for example, that it's very hard to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that makes over $30 million a year. And that's why like the Seahawks were very good in Russell Wilson's like early years because he wasn't making that much money, they could spend mm. that money elsewhere. So it's the same principle in baseball. It's just that mm, there's no salary cap, which is probably could be used. Honestly. Yeah. Like what I'm hearing is you have a chance if you're a small market team, but you have to be like twice as good in a way. Like you, you got to you got to be the exactly. You got to be the smartest guys in the room. That's mm. essentially how it is. Like you got to be able to like zig while everybody else zags. And it's like the Kansas City Royals. They win the World Series in 2015 because they have the best bullpen. Mm. right that's where they're devoting all their resources because they're like if we can have the most dynamite pitchers to close out a game we can essentially limit the game to six innings because then we've got our seventh eighth and ninth inning guys and you're not gonna you're not gonna win against yeah so there's it's basically you gotta you gotta be creative and you gotta think outside the box and there's no like revenue sharing at all between the owners in a way between the whole league or is there a little bit of that they do that but i don't think it doesn't really influence like what you spend on your, your mm. ball club there because there's it's it is what it is yeah <laughs> this always definitely feels like the next tier of sport fanhood where you're like watching what's going on and then having those people in the room who are like well let's look at the contracts the mm. money how everything's working and that's definitely become a little bit more apparent during COVID now that they're all like strapped for revenue and they're like thinking about this kind of stuff where we, you know, small markets thinking once again, like, Hey, smart right now. Yeah. And I think it's just like, um, a big thing too, is just, there's just, I think baseball never suffers from a, a, a scarcity. There's like compared to a lot of other leagues, there's like limit unlimited amount of people that you could get to fill in. So there's no real like, you know, structuring a lot of things because again, it's just like it's unfairly bargained where like the players have like no negotiating power like whatsoever. Yeah. So now the Red Sox is funny cuz I grew up in a Red Sox household yeah. and because the Yankees are like the big bad villain and the, the arch rival. It's always like 
oh man, everything's not fair. The Yankees do this, the Yankees do that. I remember a couple times with my dad. I mean, we still are like, obviously, hate the Yankees. Come on, come on, come on. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Like, come on. Like, they can just buy all these other players and, you know, just stack their teams. But there's like this moment where we're kind of looking up and just being like, hey, the Red Sox are like that too, though. Like, mm-hmm. a massive market. Even though, even when they weren't winning World Series, like kind of consistently in the conversation and producing yeah. good teams, they that almost had a run I mean, in. they were literally like they had a contract offer out for Alex Rodriguez back in two thousand three, and if he didn't get like whisked away to another meeting, he would have signed it. So it's not like they're like cash poor or anything. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. money in sports, money, money in sports. sports. Man, well, thanks, Matt. Of course, happy to help. My deep dive with a guest. We dove. (laughs) I pushed him into the pool and said, "Hey, we're like we're like on James Cameron's uh, like cool boat submarine. Like we're diving deep, (laughs) two man crew. Heck yes, diving deep. Well, let's let's surface back up. Round four into the fourth round. Dustin, your last pick. My last pick, and uh, I guess speaking about New York, I'm going to take the other New York team. Let's go Mets. Now, this is something that I've never fully understood. You're going to have to sell me on that one. <laughs> yes, I will. Okay, so the Mets. I've never fully understood it, like what the geographic breakdown, psychological, like what makes someone grow up a Mets fan bigger than a Yankees fan. Matt, do you know that? Is I it like a borough I, thing? I think it is a borough thing because the Mets are from Queens, and Queens in the Bronx is the Yankees. Well, the Queens is so much more of like a, a blue-collar area because the Bronx is no longer really like the Bronx – Probably old school Yankees fans are probably like for sure blue collar people, but then they just exploded. They got too accessible. They got too Manhattan for it. The Queens, that's where like Jets fans live too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm picking this one a big time for the fans. Like whether they have the most fans or maybe they just have the loudest fans. But I feel like (laughs) that is a pop cultural like. Hey, you you get Jerry Seinfeld, right? There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Like that's such a thing. Like even like ask Marjorie a thing about baseball. She won't be able to tell you something, but. We both say that around the house occasionally, like in our Coach Steve voice or whatever. Let's go Mets. Also, for an expansion team, they haven't won the most, but within the first, let's see, it's eight seasons, they produced a World Series. That's pretty sweet. Now, maybe that's also what I'm imagining for the Seattle Kraken, hopefully. But Cross our fingers. It's pretty impressive whenever an expansion team can do that. And this is why I don't get Mets fans. It's not like you haven't won before. So, like, why are you bitching and moaning all the time about, oh, my team's so terrible, the Mets are so bad? You literally were in the World Series in 2015. Get that shit out of here. Because they're like, from New York. I don't even know what that feels like, <laughs> all right? Like, now, now, mind you, Matt, now, we compare ourselves against others all the time, and they got the big, bad Darth Vader villain right next door, so they can't help it. They can't help it. Yeah. You know that They if, need a little reality check. Come to my side of the tracks. You, right. know, you know that if Portland had a defining sport franchise, like if, if um, the Trailblazers were the most winningest team in basketball... It's true. We'd be pretty bad. All of us Sonics fans <laughs> would just be unbelievably annoyed. Damn, Portland. And... You know, I don't know. Once again, I'm throwing out stereotypes here, but I feel like New York, they got a lot riding on their shoulders. I will say they got, they're prideful, <laughs> prideful fans. I don't know what it is, but like blue and orange is a nice color combo, too. The yes. Mets have a nice, they got a nice uniform going. Mr. Met is a great mascot. I almost yes. considered him for sports mascots. He actually flipped some guys off a couple of years ago, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, and then also, just fun fact, uh, their current 
can't I don't know if he's a their center fielder or their left fielder. He might be their left fielder, but their current left fielder, Michael Conforto. I went to high school with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I actually went to college with him too. So um, oh, that's wild. Yeah, he was the quarterback of my high school football team. So I actually caught passes for the guy who's like the starting left fielder for the New York Mets. What? Badass. That is pretty badass. Yeah. That kind of reminds me. I forgot. Uh, Dylan mentioning Branch Rickey, and then I brought him up. I had like his great grandson or something in my class. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious! Like you know, like elementary school, you kind of do like the heroes talk. Like you, you love like highlighting those historical fiction. Like, and then this person broke down barriers, and they did yeah. awesome. So of course we read Jackie Robinson, and he always said that. And I felt low key bad because he was one of those students without a lot of like popularity or social capital. So it always took him like five times of saying that and like five ways of proving it before like everyone in the room was like. He's right. Like, he's like, <laughs> man, forget you, Ricky. Shut up. And he's like, look at my last name. Like, <laughs> forget his first name. But it was just like, look, look, hey, I kid, have pictures. I, I'll be friends with you. I'll pick your brain. <laughs> Can I meet your family? Yeah. You yeah. Got any cool memorabilia? I'll take it. Hey, I want to also say, um, you know, they've got cool colors, but the Mets logo, it's cool. It's a New York City skyline. And know. it's inside a baseball. Mm-hmm. Like baseball logos are dope. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For real. Super dope. Agreed. And for a fourth rounder, hey, you know what? I'm going with like... I will say that like the Mets are definitely like a conversation piece. Yeah, that's I didn't a, pick them earlier. Yeah. You know, it's I'm a good like, fourth rounder. Let's round go pick. Mets! Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld would agree with you. There you yes. go. All right, Ben Jammin. Nice. For my fourth round pick, I'm not going to pick a team that has accolades in terms of like World Series or... Those types of things. I'm going with with a team that is good for the fans. Like, the people still follow them even though they are sad. Even though they have a long playoff drought. Even though they've had some of the biggest studs in baseball. In Griffey and A-Rod and Ichiro. I'm going with the Mariners. (laughs) I'm not sitting here saying they are the best franchise of all time. Oh, they're the no, worst. No, they are they're the worst. <laughs> but they are the best at being the worst. And when you have a league, you need to have those you need those characters. You need those storylines. And what they do for fan like it's crazy because it's almost like the franchise relative to the fans is really good. Yeah. The franchise in terms of managing the actual mechanics of baseball <laughs> is fucking awful. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But going to a Mariners game it's is fun. fun. Yeah. It's fun. Mm. Their players are great. Yeah. King Felix, how yeah. how many how many thingies did he win? The the Cy Young. No. The Cy Young. Uh, yes. He only won one, but he also has a perfect game, yeah. which is incredibly uh. hard. So a perfect game for those of you who don't know, that's essentially there's 20 27 outs in a game if you call by three outs, nine innings. Nobody reaches base. He got yep. 27 outs exactly. So there you go. Yeah. King Pretty Felix. Damn cool. Yeah, I was so glad you said that. <laughs> I felt like, oh man, he's going there. I'm glad he's that somebody picked it. There. So I, I don't I, want to pick just, it. They, so, I mean, yeah. they may not have World Series, but I mean, they have the most wins in a single season. That is re- like 116. Too mm-hmm. long. I mean, <laughs> the season is too long, but they actually had they have that going for them. Yeah. Yes. Also, I yes. mean, they they fit Seattle very well. They <laughs> they do. It's 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 nautical. It's fun. They got the Mariner Moose. He's a fun guy. He is fun. The colors are nice. Yes. Although I'm more partial to the old school. The old the, the yeah, blue the and blue and yellow. yellow. Mm-hmm. I like that better. But the Mariners yeah. cracked the fourteen. Top 14. They're better than half the other franchises in the league. You go. Yeah, take that rest of MLB. Although, have you heard the 
it, there's like a curse of the Mariners partially. And that is the Mariners did the cardinal sin upon their birth, in which is they incorporated a traditional bad luck symbol into their uniforms, which is the upside down trident. That's bad luck. If you actually ask hmm. like nautical oh. people, if you ask actual Mariners or like seafaring folk, you should always keep the trident upwards because that's how Poseidon carries it. Oh. So by the fact of them turning the, the trident into an M and turning upside down, they were cursed from the beginning. And you're wearing the curse I on know, your head. Because it's a dope logo. It's it super is. Dope. <laughs> it's a really great logo. But I mean, would it hurt to turn it around? Well, it could go. <laughs> yeah, but then it's a W. W for Washington, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. And the curse, has it already been done? I don't know if it's as simple as just rebranding. But I don't if you want to talk about. Mariners. You want to talk about the Braves or a team of the 90s? The Mariners are definitely a team of the 90s. I mean, Griffey was as big as Jordan was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there isn't a Braves player that got his own video game. Mm-mm. I mean, mm-hmm. Gri- Griffey. Air Griffies are still coming out. I know I want them. Like they are still dropping. Griffy is one of the goats. I'm probably gonna get a tattoo <laughs> get of, of him. Yeah. Gotta go with the king. Yes. Gotta go with the king. Solid. I would never pick it, but I I appreciate that somebody <laughs> else did. Yeah, you got some love for going. I'm yeah. a I'm a Bills fan. Like I understand. Yep. I'm not gonna say you the know Bills my are pain. the best, but I I know what that's like. And when they do, when they oh, finally make explode. it, they are gonna feel like one of the best teams. It's gonna explode. Absolutely. I grew up on a hockey team that never broke 500 except for one year, so I understand when it finally happens. Dude, nothing sweeter than it's that. It's gonna oh be just like I'm gonna cum cry. stains all I'm day. Gonna, just like whoa! I'm gonna literally cry. Yeah. Oh. I am going to be a little baby. I'm gonna be crying, <laughs> tears of joy. Yes. And if I'm with you, I would probably be intoxicated, and I won't lie. My personality, I definitely laugh. Like from the deep down in my heart, I respect. And I, I'm not, I'm not anti tears. Cry away, but yeah. I just would be loving the moment so much that I'd probably laugh and be like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, Matt's crying for sure." It's gonna be like, like outside of obviously like marriage and like eventually like kids and stuff like that. It's gonna be like one of the happiest moments of my life, like without <laughs> a doubt. It's gonna be like top five without a doubt. Hannah, he's safe. Hannah, I did. I, I, I said it's below those things. Okay, below those things. Still in the top. Still five. in top five, five though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, All right, well, Dylan, you're up. Man, that's a great pick. Okay, I'm going with kind of a similar theme because I was like, where do I go? I'm going down. I'm diving deep. <laughs> I'm going to the bottom <laughs> of the barrel, kind of along the similar. Really lines. selling it here. <laughs> I no, because sometimes you got to grab a team because they're legendary, not because they win. Because they lose. Oh man, you're going double. Like Ben just stole all the thunder from your pick. I mean, like Mariners lose a lot. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what you're saying here. Well, okay, I'm going with the Los Angeles Angels. Eh, okay. So but they won the World Series in 02. They did. Yeah. However, hold on, stay with me. So since their inaugural season in 1961, the Angels have historically been, let's say, a far cry from great. Um, they've only made the playoffs 10 times. And actually, um, prior to the year 2000, they only made the playoffs three times. So for all that time, between 1961 and 2000, they went to the playoffs three fucking times. That is insane. Um, on the other hand, you know, they went to the playoffs fair, like 10 times after that. So that's not that bad, really. Um, since 2000, they've made the playoffs... Uh, oh, I guess I did my math wrong. Seven more times. They won the World Series in 02. Um, but, I mean, come on. Like, 10 playoffs in 59 seasons? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's 
I think those odds aren't great. I'm not good at math, so I won't do it. <laughs> We're not math teachers. Yeah, here. yeah. I, I'm not a math. <laughs> Yo, I actually, side note, I asked my students to do some like math for me to figure out a percentage. And because uh, I was like, look, I'm not a math teacher up here. And they left me hanging. They totally left me hanging. Yeah. And finally, one student said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they should have left you hanging. They, I've, they should have just been like, dude, this isn't fucking math class. Pull out your phone. You, you have it in your pocket. Nah, dude. It's kind of like me leaving them hanging when I'm like, so what did you think about the end of the last chapter? What was the symbolism behind the light? Uh, that it was awesome. Explain. It was awesome that they did that. Explain. Every explain is me leaving them hanging. I'm like, I'm not helping you out. You answered. Now explain yourselves, damn it. (laughs) I need some real interpretation here. Right. Well, anyway, back. It's, it's true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the angels, right? Even though, even though they're a shitty team, like by all metrics, they are a shitty team. They've actually drawn more than 3 million fans to the stadium since 2003, um, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, they've got um, 40,000 fans at each game um, at 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2013 despite not making the playoffs in any of those years. Um, And, okay, this is only second in all of Major League Baseball, only trailing the New York Yankees. So, I I mean, they're a popular team. Their fans love them, despite the fact that they just lose a lot, which is kind of crazy. I will say the disappointing thing about the Angels is that, like, they're in Anaheim, and yet they just can't admit it. Like, like you know, there's been so many iterations of, like, they were the California Angels. They originally the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels. Then they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They're the Anaheim Angels. Just make up your damn mind. Where are you from? Now they're the Los <laughs> Angeles Angels. Uh, also, the fact that they're so damn close to Disney and they have not, like, really leaned into that partnership mm-hmm. is disappointing. Like, you're right there. All right? Disneyland, you could walk from their stadium to Disneyland if you were motivated, and yet... They're just kind of like left that on its own. You yes. Know? Yeah. If you do a run through Disney, you run through the Disney parks and through their stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and they just That's like crazy. don't do anything with Disney. It's like, come on. Well, it's ta- easy money. And talking mm-hmm. about ineptitude, they don't just waste like marketing opportunities like that and PR opportunities yeah. and like have no clearly no idea what to do with their language of like their place and ge- like their geographic place in human culture, which is super important, by the way, to own that. Yeah. But they also waste talent. Mike Trout, does that like... I will... See, Mike Trout, interesting guy. All right, he's statistically and probably ability-wise the most talented baseball player currently. But goddamn, the guy is as boring as, like, Wonder Bread. Like, <laughs> not exactly selling the sport to anybody. Like, literally, the, the, the commissioner of baseball, and this happened in the past, like, year or two, came out and, like, online is like... And in an interview, was like, yeah, Mike Trout's like extremely boring. He needs to like express himself more. <laughs> and that's like your MVP. That's the best player. That's the face of the game in theory. And yet he is boring as fuck. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Pick somebody else. He should <laughs> Yo, but the Angels, the Angels PR people and marketing people should be able to like They should they he should, should be, be everywhere. Yeah. That. Like they should be able to put that face everywhere and tell him what to do. And they're wasting that opportunity. Well, right. that's the Angels. Yeah, the best yeah. thing they did was Angels in the outfield. I was yep. about to hey, mention just that. Just Gordon Levitt. There you go. They, right. yeah. yeah, 
They got angels in the outfield. I mean, they're a widely known team. They're well loved. <laughs> they just don't know what the fuck to do. Apparently, pretty and much. But I mean, they're a conversation starter, like the Mets. You know, like everybody has. Don't group me you know. with his. <laughs> no, we are grouped. It's un. It's, you cannot he, take that away. He started his off by going, "I'm diving way down. It's we're going downhill." Yeah, I already dove the deepest. Yeah, you so. dove to the bottom. Like, come on. Um, all right, so all to right, close Matt. out the draft, I'm going to go with, since we're kind of on a fun theme in the fourth round here, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go this way, but nevertheless, I will fly into what we're where we're going. Um, I'm going to go with the one, the singularly unique team in all of Major League Baseball in the fact that it's the only team that's not in the United States. It yeah. is the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. Uh, Canada. It, it's Canada's team. You know how popular... The Blue Jays are so every summer. Basically, how the as with like all sports, more or less, except for football, uh, each team will play a home and away series with all the teams in your league. So the American League, the Mariners will play both at Toronto, and the Blue Jays will come to Seattle. Vice for you know, you can go down the list, and that's how it works. You know how damn popular the Blue Jays are. The Blue Jays, Toronto is thousands of miles away from Vancouver. British Columbia, mm -hmm. and yet every year, every summer, when the Blue Jays come to town, the Mariners Stadium, T-Mobile Park, is over ninety percent Blue Jay fans because they all <laughs> drive down from Vancouver. That's how damn popular. That's a team. And just think about it and put it in a hockey perspective. Does it make sense for a Canucks fan to also be like a Maple Leafs fan? No, no, because like Toronto, I don't know what province Toronto is in, but Toronto and life in Toronto, life in Vancouver, are very different. Even though it's all Canada. It's the same thing yeah. as like us in New York City. It's very different. But Great yet, Lakes region versus Pacific. Exactly. Northwest. But nevertheless, that that's one team. Same thing with the Toronto Raptors that unites an entire country. Whole Canada. A whole country. And their uniforms are great. The the blue jay on it. It's it's like if it wasn't the I think the Mariners uniforms are great. But I would also be like, I would go with the Blue Jays uniforms. Those are nice. I like it. The royal blue pops off. They got the cool. Uh, numbers and like font style. They incorporate the Canadian maple leaf into their logo, although they messed up when they redid them because of the original one, if you look at their logo, it's a blue jay and the baseball and the little Canadian flag. And actually, the stem of the flag actually made up the outside of the baseball, but they didn't do that this time around. They didn't connect the stem. They missed opportunity. <laughs> the All right. stem. Slightly off. But nevertheless, the blue jays are exactly what I wanted the Mariners to be, right? They've won two World Series, they've been in the playoffs a number of times. They have Hall of Fame players like we do, but they they come into the league at the same time, 1977, and against like everything I wanted, they did. We've got arguably probably more iconic players than they ever did, but I recognize greatness as Canada's team. It's yeah. a fun fourth round pick. It's a good way to close out the draft. So they there have you go. a bigger Toronto market, pitches. exactly. Yeah. Way bigger. Market. Oh yeah, Toronto. I mean, that's a huge city. I mean, Drake's that's... a Blue Jays fan. There you go. Yeah. No, but like you said, it's all of Canada. It's yeah. the same with the Raptors. Like they may not be New York, but relative to like a seattle team they make way more money yeah absolutely the blue jays are a huge draw and like you can go to the seattle outlets right that's in muckleteo you can drive up there and go to any of the sports memorabilia shops it's like half seattle stuff and then like a third of the remainder is like blue jay stuff and then it's just everything else wow because <laughs> so many damn canadian tourists come down from vancouver to go to the shopping at the outlets and they're like, oh, hey, here's all the Blue Jays stuff. So. And and they compete in the same division as New York and Boston, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, their, their victories, that's pretty impressive because yeah. you have a really stacked division historically. 
Yeah, and they've done a good job of like, there's a ton of bird teams in baseball. They've done a good job of being unique. You know, so yeah, that's that's my final pick, dude. But nice. you're right with that maple stem, not quite. It doesn't up. connect. It's a little bit like what and were the they old thinking? one? The old the one stem. did. It did. Why yeah. did they change that? They're, I want to know why. Thank you. <laughs> Someone's got to explain. Well, stem. it's not. We're not going to explain. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move forward. It's time to make our cases. Dustin, you are leading the make the case lineup. Wrap around, nice. Because you're the wrap around. How are you feeling? You ready? I guess, yeah. Let's let's do it. I felt like my arguments were good piece by piece, but now time to pull it all together. Time to put it all together. Here we go. All right, I got greatness. We talked about how hard it is to get people into the Hall of Fame. Well, I got a team with one of the highest numbers of people in the Hall of Fame. 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 <laughs> we got the San Francisco Giants. And I even threw in a little nostalgia there. Fear the beard. If you thought facial hair needed some more love, well, guess what? It got some mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Great, great tradition. Great ballpark. You can hit a home run into the bay. That's glorious. That's so romantic. That's like the essence of baseball right there. You got the Los Angeles Dodgers. What I highlighted there is, yeah, historic team. Also, one's from Brooklyn. Has the first African-American player in the league. It's got some history there. They got some a good amount of wins, right? They got that storied pass. They have a wonderful ballpark and great logos, beautiful blue, fantastic fan attendance, highest in the leagues. Like you're talking about so much of the history about how many fans they're able to draw in, which is definitely really impressive. We got the Cincinnati Reds going way, way back, talking about them red stockings. And we got the team of the 70s. Boom. And we got some Coke sniffing gambling people connected to that franchise you know you love it then we got let's go mets come on it's another new york team and you know you hate the yankees and this is going to be your alternative you're like i don't hate new york new york's a beautiful city (laughs) come on who doesn't love new york the city never sleeps now i got a chance to root for somebody that's not the damn yankees let's go mets jerry seinfeld abides there you go that was succinct Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I blacked out there for a second. All right, that means I'm up next. I have got the Boston Red Sox, the Chicago Cubs, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Seattle Mariners, the twist pick. <laughs> Let's start with the Mariners. We'll go back to front. You're not supposed to, but we'll do it anyway. Yep. Mariners. They're the best at being the worst. <laughs> yes, they are. They've got legends, icons. They have arguably the the modern Michael Jordan of baseball as part of their historic lineup. Most wins in a single season. Can't quite lock it down, but boy, when they do, they will skyrocket up to the top because of the way they treat their fans. Plus those old colors, that blue and that yellow. Blue and yellow is far better than blue and orange. I'm sorry, but like when you go out on any, any other sport team and you see blue and yellow, crispy clean. Phillies, that's the fun team. That's the team that gets the kids to come out, want to play baseball. Talking about youth outreach, that's all the Phillies. And the Fanatic, he brings everybody into the game. Even when it's a little dull, he'll bring you right in. He's electric. The Cubs, they got one of the best stories in baseball. The curse of the Billy Goat, 108-year drought. They break it. Man, the Cubs, culturally iconic. They're in everything. They're mentioned in TV shows. They're mentioned in movies. That big C with the little UBS. Oh, yeah, you know the logo. You know what it is. Plus, they influence the Bears name. Icons. Then you got the Boston Red Sox. 
Dustin is talking about you don't like the Yankees. You don't go to the Mets. You go to the Red Sox. <laughs> Said if you want New York. No, no one wants New York. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Dust or Dylan, you're up. All right. Okay. Let's go top to bottom. So first, I got the Cardinals, right? A legacy team in the MLB. Not only that, but they got like history and kind of originating that farming technique that is honestly used widely in the MLB today to get like, as Matt explained earlier, uh, we've got the Oakland athletics. They're underdogs, but they're still dope. They're not afraid to take on that rivalry with the San Francisco giants, right? They're not afraid of big brother or big sister, or whatever. Uh, diamondbacks. We got the Arizona diamondbacks. All right. New team, keeping it fresh. Every now and then you got to reinvigorate the franchise, bring in some fresh blood, and the Arizona Dimebacks did that. And not only that, but they've been pretty good at their job overall. Um, and finally, <laughs> we we dive down deep. All right. Ben's over there talking about the Mariners. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Angels, a team that has no excuse to be bad based on like their market. They have uh their their talent, the fact that they've been endorsed by a Hollywood movie, and yet they have no idea what to do with any of the PR or talent that comes their way. They're a horrible team, but yet their fans love them. Records are broken by their fans. Like Guinness world records have been broken by their fans because of their love for them. Vote for me. Don't vote for him. That shit came after the beep. <laughs> Whatever. Also like what? You didn't records. even mention the rally monkey. <laughs> Matt, you're up. All right, so to recap my team, I have the Yankees, the Tigers, the Atlanta Braves, and the Toronto Blue Jays. To start off, the Yankees, you know it's baseball, all right? When you think of Major League Baseball, you think of the Yankees. They're the most successful franchise in all of North American sports. Uh, the the logo is – everybody knows – you can find people in any country around the world, they'll be wearing a Yankees hat. They don't even know what the hell Major League Baseball is, but they're going to know the Yankees. They're synonymous with baseball. They've got Babe Ruth, you name it, 27 World Championships. I got the Detroit Tigers, another historic team, but a little bit different. They haven't been experiencing the same level of success, but they're iconic, right? Just because they're blue collar, they really embrace the city of Detroit, the, the iconic uh, old English D. Eminem is a Tigers fan. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Atlanta Braves, a team of the 90s, but also a team that time and time again, doesn't matter what the decade is, they're consistently successful. 14 straight division titles. You got Hank Aaron in your corner, all right? They're basically the team of the South. I right, think about it, how many teams are yeah. in that that southern Sun Belt. Not many teams. This is the team of the South. You'll find people in Mississippi. You'll find people in northern Florida. You'll find people in South Carolina, Tennessee, you name it, Alabama. They're generally Braves fans. It's the major, major attraction for the southern United States. They've had Hall of Famers from top to bottom. Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, um, Greg Maddox. They had Deion Sanders, a two-way player. They're synonymous hip-hop culture in the 90s. They're all replaced. And my last one, Toronto Blue Jays, Team of Canada. <laughs> Spent yeah. too much time on the Braves. Vote for Matt. Vote for me. Don't count that shit. He said that after the beep. <laughs> but it is time to vote. It is time for us to vote. You know what that means. votes it is time to read those draft council votes 
determine the studio winner. We're now eco friendly here at we are now eco friendly here in the war room, mm-hmm. which means we have a wooden chest which holds our dry erase. Go green. Tabs. Yeah, tabs. <laughs> yeah. Our dry erase tabs, and then we can erase and reuse. We don't have to. You know, the wooden box makes it more dramatic too. It's like a treasure chest. This yeah. was made by one of our listeners. Shout out to listener Summer Caballero. Thanks for the box. Hey, we see Woo-woo. you, Draftmore Nation. We see you all you drafties out there. Yeah, Woo-woo. draft heads. Here we go. <laughs> Time to unveil these votes, dude. This is actually pretty nerve wracking. The first vote is for Matt. Woo! Shit, Matty Ice. Yeah, yes, that looks like Dylan's writing, you motherfucker. <laughs> Second vote. It's for Ben. Everyone's quiet because they're like, fucker. <laughs> yep. Son of a bitch. Ooh. The third pick. It's for Matty. Matt. Man, this is Guaranteed close. Guaranteed a tie. Is, is it close. a solid win or a tie? Matt. You and I are sharing it just like Disney. God it damn. Is it is. Hey, That's we share crazy. it on yours, you share it on mine. That yep. that wow. is how it happened. Yep. All right, well, I don't know who voted. I know who I voted for. I know who I voted for. <laughs> I know who I voted for. <laughs> well, yeah, we all know who we voted for. Well, actually, no, I didn't know who you voted for, but now I guess no, process we. of elimination. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Matt, you got my vote because you, you dropped the mad facts. You dropped the Matt facts all day. It was just Matt fact after Matt fact after Matt fact. And I'll admit, I don't know the most about baseball. You know, I went for the teams that stuck out to me from my childhood. But in terms of the history, the numbers, you got it all. You can't deny the Yankees. Yeah. That's like denying McDonald's. It's like denying the Lakers. Can't You can't yeah. do yeah. it. Can't do it. I mean, just so the Tigers, I think that's the one team that I don't know a lot about. However, I will say that the first Mariner game I went to was against the Tigers. So good call there. Good call there. Who else did you have on that team of yours? I've got the Braves and the Blue Jays. Yep. Don't know a lot about the Braves, but you sold me You sold me on, on the Blue Jays. Like you picked them and I was like, eh, I don't know about <laughs> that one. But you pitched it, man. You made your fucking case. Yeah. Also, uh, I didn't mention this in Make Your Case, but I just feel like it's just a fun fact that so the Blue Jays playing Rogers Center. I don't know. Rogers owns a lot of stuff in Canada, but they're below the what's their version of the Space Needle? I I don't know what the yeah, name of it that, is, but it's it's below that, and it has a hotel in it. Just a wow. fun fact. Whoa, yeah, you can cool. you can stay in a room that has like a field view. That's Kinda cool. cool right? Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I wonder how much that costs. Probably a pretty penny. I, they, I think <laughs> yeah. they've actually run into a, a situation where there was some um, lewd behavior in one of those hotel rooms that was caught on the broadcast. Of During the game. Dope. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> I want to go to that baseball game to have both those going on. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's go. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, that's their property. They can do what they want, right? Yeah. Like you're in your hotel room. We booked just, the room. <laughs> there was some it. curtains open. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> they happened to catch that on the broadcast. So oh that was somebody gosh. was having some. It seems like the the person who's running the camera is more liable yeah. than the person who's got their windows open. I mean, because let's be real, if you had that baller ass spot, you mm-hmm. wanted you know you wanted to have some fun, some chill time while you're watching the baseball. <laughs> hey, that's a hell of an impression, right? Yeah. There you go. I mean, think of oh how think of how impressed 
your other is going to feel. Like, <laughs> damn, this view is balling. Oh. oh my God. Just, you know, use some paper bags. Like, use some protection in that case. Hey, Do not you- use a paper bag for protection. No, not like that. I'm talking about over your head. You can really say this. this <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that either. <laughs> you can really say it puts a new perspective on seventh inning stretch. You know what I'm saying? Oh. oh. <laughs> Dylan, oh. you voted for Matt. I can tell by your handwriting. I did. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, Ben, it's because of your influence. Like, wh- I was thinking back to that Disney pick. And the way I voted, I voted... Well, I can't remember, to be honest with you. I'm just going to bullshit an answer. Didn't vote for me. I didn't vote for Ben. Uh, I voted um, not... I voted with what I liked, but not realizing the kind of heart that went into it. And so this time, I used Ben as an influence. And Ben, you can feel free to strangle me. But Matt put a lot of heart into his picks. Thank you. And I, I also... I decided not to go with what I know, but instead with what I was most amazed by learning. And Matt educated me. And I, I mean, uh, yeah, like, okay, do I know the Yankees name? Yes. But I learned about like the Tigers, the Braves and the Blue Jays. And that means a lot. So I think that this was one of the coolest drafts we've done, actually, because I have a new appreciation for baseball coming out of this draft. Thank so you. thanks, Matt. Happy nice. to sell some more people on my favorite sport. I'm yeah. not going to watch it, but yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. funny. I'm going to take your ass to a Mariner game, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'll yeah. go. No, yeah. I'll go. I'm just, <laughs> You're not a TV watcher. Yeah, I won't yeah. turn on the Oh, TV. no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll go to Cardinals game. We'll go to Mariner game. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's get this over with. I voted for Ben. It was real close, though. It was like a 2-2 tie between I liked Ben's first and fourth pick better, and I liked Matt's second and third better. Matt was really selling the Braves and really selling the Tigers. And I thought, wow, you know, that was really interesting. Braves are a really competitive team. Tigers, a lot of success. And I was like, yeah, you know, the curse of the Cubs for sure. I mean, they were, they were, the second and thirds were so close, but I was like, you already got a curse in the first team. Um, But yeah, I guess it came down to, I'm a subjective vote. It was really hard. I was trying to maintain my integrity in picking who I think drafted the best. But I also am... Red Sox and Mariners are my two favorite teams. It was hard because I was like, the Red Sox and Yankees, I'd pick the Red Sox. Mariners and the Blue Jays, I guess I'll pick the Mariners. It was real close. I kept going back and forth. I stood with the little tab for like 10 minutes. And just shook your head no at me. And I was like, why are you shaking no at me? I was angry. I'm still angry. Boo. Don't be angry. (laughs) When you don't get a vote, you pissed. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, let's right. be real. No, How many on. times have I not gotten a vote? Let me feel a little bitter. No, you're... Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Well, if it... And, and you know what? It doesn't make you feel any better because I've been in that position. And you've... Like, both of you have done this to me. Says the Tom Brady who's won the most. No, 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 no. We're, oh, no. In the, mic drop. <laughs> you're like, oh, you've won the most. That's a burn. I mean, I'm not hurt that I've won the most. No, but in the times where I haven't gotten a vote... You've always said, oh, you were a close second. Like, it was right between you two. Like, when I was putting my vote mm-hmm. for the baseball, it was between you two. Because the Dodgers, out of all of the teams between both of your both of your collections, like, I like the Dodgers the most. It's the only team that, like, I like their hats. Yeah, the I LA. like their gear. Cool. LA, Dude, yeah. that Dodger blue. Mm-hmm. It's so clean. And their history is super cool, too. Super cool. Although, did you know they're just now putting up a statue of Jackie Robinson outside Dodger Stadium? What? That's just delayed. like Just now. 
Wow. They should put one up in Brooklyn, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, coast to coast. So to recap, <laughs> I uh, I also voted for the Cosmic Wizard King. Um, it's also funny that, that Dustin, you brought this up, like the symmetry of like the Yankees. It's like, it's like the yin and yang. The Yankees to the Dodd. The, the Yankees to the Red Sox is what the Mariners are to the Blue Jays. Yeah. Because Mariners and Blue Jays come in the league at the same year. Um, so then it was just pretty much like looking through. Uh, then your draft is exactly what I would have drafted minus the Mariners. But then you sold me on the Mariners because then I was th- thinking like the fourth round is a fun round. It is a silly round. It is kind of like the wild card round. And if I, if you're thinking of the logic of like lovable losers, then the Mariners are so much like if you think about the best of the worst, the Mariners are the best of the worst. That's true. Uh, the Mets, again, I, I, they don't have a leg to stand on. No offense, but like they're complaining over nothing. I have legit gripes here. I've got legit sour grapes over the the, the terribleness of my team. Dylan, I like your I like your picks. Um, the Cardinals definitely is an S class pick. Um, the A's is I understand the A's and I've seen it on lists, but the A's is tough because the A's is definitely they don't necessarily have an identity because they've moved a couple times. So it's it's tough for me to um, see them and like I don't know they 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 play in a sad stadium. The D-backs, I do think the D-backs are cool, but also the Angels, that kind of, you kind of lost me with the Angels pick there. Um, but other than that, you guys, gentlemen, phenomenal job. As the baseball guy in this room, you guys did a great job. You covered all the ones that I would have chosen or thought of to choose. Um, overall, phenomenal work. Thanks, phenomenal Matt. Work. We hey. did it as a team. Yeah. <laughs> I was honestly really concerned that I wouldn't make it through this with with like any facts, but I managed to do it. So, you done yay. good. You all done good. I feel like accomplished. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Matt, the baseball expert, can yes. you please explain to me as a novice why does a, a like a team like like the Dodgers move from Brooklyn to LA? What happens to make that process? The big thing with like a lot of these moves is actually um, a couple different factors, but the biggest one, the, the biggest reason that like it's not even just a baseball thing, but like overall, the teams a lot of time move is a combination of they've got a crappy stadium, they want a new one. Or it's just a pure market standpoint. All right. Brooklyn, back in the 50s, not nearly what Brooklyn is nowadays. Brooklyn nowadays is huge. I mean, you got the Nets playing Brooklyn for God's sakes. But compared to like getting your foot in the ground in a brand new, like, burgeoning market in LA, and you've got Ebbets Field that's kind of cracking, and LA's like, we'll build you a brand new stadium. Come on over. That's basically a, the Dodgers, Dodgers move. It's just opportunity. Dude, it's California yeah. in the late 50s. Good point. Historical context. Like California in the 50s and 60s, that was the place to be. Mm-hmm. Dylan, you belong in my family. Bye. It was great to see everyone. Oh, wait. Justin, tell me your next five-year <laughs> plan. And, and be detailed. No, but what college are you going to apply to? I mean, it's, to? it's the same logic of why <laughs> the Lakers are the Lakers. is because that name makes more sense because they come from Minnesota. Yeah. But they moved to LA for similar reasons. Exactly. Yeah. That market it's opportunity that makes sense. Yeah, got to tap that market, baby. Mm-hmm. Tap, tap, tap a little tap, tap, tap a room. <laughs> give it a little tap. Shooter. The council has determined that there is a tie on Mount Draftmore, so we need you, the listener, the draftees, to please let your voice be heard please. on the social medias. Let us know who you thought won. Find us on the social media spots. That'd be on Twitter at Draftmore, on Facebook at Mount Draftmore podcast and instagram at mount Draftmore. that's right let us know as you i mean if you get we do our weekly drawings or our bi-weekly raffles so make sure you vote so you're eligible for those and 
Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here soon.